This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Hallelujah, what a wonderful God we serve. Amen. Listen, I'm going, not going to labor the time, but I want to talk to you today on your theme. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you bless your word. Send the anointing that makes preaching easy. Bind the devil on every hand, and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that's risen against us is condemned. I thank you for wrestling the enemy to the floor. But, Father, I ask you to give us clear passageway. And we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. In your theme, we are on Revival Month this month. Uh, and I love the theme. And I want to talk to you out of scripture, out of Ezekiel 37. Scripture reads, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. And they said unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter to you, and you shall live. And I will lay the news upon you and will bring up fresh flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then, said, then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus said the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came upon them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet in an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, O bones, uh, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy, and I say unto them, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I wish y'all knew when to shout. I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring up into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, which I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And you shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, 
saith the Lord. I want you to look at somebody to the left or right of you and say, neighbor. Talk to him real loud. Say, oh, neighbor. Praise him in the valley. I'll say it again. Praise him in the valley. Sit down. Let me work a little while. I need you to understand the power of a praiser. I, wish, I want you all to understand that the devil, he don't mind you coming to church as long as you don't praise God. I wish I had some believers here. Many of us are sitting here today and you have no idea what God has in store for you. Many of us have survived the pandemic. As a matter of fact, all of us have survived the pandemic. Millions didn't make it, but we were one of the ones who did. Can I get an amen in here? I need you to understand that despite the losses, despite the struggles, even in a pandemic, that God deserves our praise. Somebody say something to me. I need you to understand that I'm preaching to a people that God is getting ready to give us a double portion of his spirit. I want you to know that this is the year of double digits, meaning that God is going to give us double for our trouble and triple what? For our trials. Uh-huh, but you got to keep praising God in advance for what he's going to do. And so when we praise God, we understand that he is able to do exceeding abundant above all. We're able to ask or think according to the power that works in us. Am I talking good? People say that prayer changes things. But I want to submit to you today also that praise changes things. Praise changes people, and praise will change your situation. If you don't believe it, ask Paul and Silas when they prayed and sang praises unto God at midnight at the darkest moments of their lives. Somebody say something to me. Y'all talk back to pastor. I want to hear you out there. And so whatever is going on in your life at the present, you must make a conscious decision to praise God. And the reason I say conscious decision is because praise is a choice. Ain't nobody going to get in your feet. Now, I've heard this all my life. You say, well, when he get in my feet, I'm going to dance. No, 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 no. He ain't got to. He already in you. Am I talking good? If you got him and he's in you, he's already in. You got to pick up your own feet and make a conscious decision that the devil is a liar. Despite how I feel, despite what's going on, I'm going to give God the glory. I'm going to give him the praise. If don't nobody be on the music, if don't nobody clap but me, if don't nobody lift their hands but me, as for me and my house, as for me and my role, as for me and my seat, I'm going to give him the praise. Somebody ought to say something to me up in here, up in here. And so you got to learn to start giving him the glory. God it sometimes have to create a problem so that he can give you more. Somebody shout more. Oh, yes, in the pandemic. And I know people say, well, I'm tired of talking about pandemic. I don't see how you're tired of talking about a miracle. Talk to me up in here. That pandemic is something ain't none of us ever seen before. Pastor and I was talking back in the back about how people are trying to get back to church and we're trying to get back some normalcy because that thing hit us. We ain't never seen nothing like that before. Am I talking good? There was no manual on that. All we had was the scripture and our praise. I'm wondering, did anybody lose their praise in a pandemic? 
Praise must be your answer to hard time. Every time you wake up, when you first get up, you ought to tell the Lord, oop, I made it another day. It was no obligation for you to be here. You passed the morgue on your way. You passed the hospital on your way. Many folks is laid up in the hospital. I don't know what make you feel entitled to the fact that God let you live one more day, make it one more week, and you mean to tell me that's the best little praise you got? I see some of you back there to my praise the Lord, praise the Lord with your bougie self. You best to give God the best praise you got, sugar. You ain't that fabulous. You ain't that cute. You ain't that anointed. You ain't that wonderful. He deserved your praise. Just like pastor, we were tore up from the forearm. We were jacked up from the back up. And if it hadn't been for Jesus, you wouldn't be here. Somebody shout glory in here. We were drunk as a skunk, smoked like a chimney, laid up with your boo and everything else, and God let you come out of sin. You ought to just be glad that you ain't in sin no more. You know you ought to be dead. You ought to be in jail. And if the truth be told, if God gets your record out, talk to me up in here. Oh, I know you got your minister's license now, but what you were doing with no ministers, Jesus brought you out. Uh-huh, I thought you'd get up there in a little bit. I'm trying to tell you, if it hadn't been for God, where would we be? Look at somebody say, give him praise in the valley. Understand this right here. I got to get on through here. That praise keep you living. Praise keep you fighting. Uh, your time will come, but praise cheer you up. Praise pep you up. Praise calls you to look up. Praise keep you from giving up. I wish I had some help here. Praise will uphold you while you wait. Praise will provide when you need. Praise will strengthen you when you're weak and build you up when you're torn down and prop you up on every leaning side. Praise will give you strength when you're struggling. Somebody shout glory. You must continue to get up and to lift him up. I'm going to praise him if it costs me my life. And so when God made a promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no greater, saying, surely I will bless thee, and in multiplying, I will multiply you. Notice what happened, that with the immutability of his counsel and the inter interpose with his oath, David understood something here that was very, very important. He said, I was young. Y'all don't read the Bible sometimes? And now I am old. Never have I seen, have y'all seen it? The righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Even during the pandemic, we didn't know how things was going to work out. Our jobs shut down. But didn't you keep eating? Y'all ought to jumped up right there and gave him a dance. Did, didn't he provide for you? Y'all just look straight ahead. I'm finna hit you with something else. Didn't you get that stimulus check? Huh? Even when you were struggling, even if you didn't know where it was coming from, some just look straight ahead. Some of y'all got that PPP, SBA, and then you got that unemployment checks. Oh, yes, you did. Don't look at me like that. And then you went back some month and God dropped it in your account. I came to tell somebody God's getting ready to drop something on you. God, I'm preaching good here. I need you to understand that you're already blessed. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Being blessed is not just material things, but being blessed is knowing who God is. Am I talking good? 
I need you to understand that we learned something about God that we had not known before. We're getting closer to him than we've ever been before because we know something about him. Mama tried to tell you about him, but now you know him for yourself. You know him as a way maker. Y'all ain't gonna say that. You know him as a provider. You know him as a heart fixer. Don't you look at me like that. I know him as a healer because he healed me. Somebody shout glory. Understand that Jesus came that we might have life. Knowing God is the most important thing. I get so tired of people just talking about material things. But to know God and to know who Jesus is, he's the best thing that ever happened to us. One writer say, Lord, whatever you do, don't take your spirit away from me. I'd rather have, one writer said, silver and gold. But he said, but I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Am I talking good? Understand it is better to praise than to panic. It is easier to praise God when things are going well. But what about when things have dried up? What about when things are not looking good? Am I talking good? I need you to understand that God is going to revive us. God is going to renew us. And God is going to rejuvenate us. Pastor, he's going to bless our churches better than they've ever been before. We're going to be able to do it virtually and in person. He's going to give us a fresh word for this now generation. And so here we are moving quickly into the text. Uh, the prophet Ezekiel was probably one of the 10,000 taken into Babylon. The northern kingdom had fallen to Assyria because of sin. Many things we bring on ourselves and a lot of things it's not the devil. We do it ourselves. And so in the text, uh, you pastor was talking about the enemy in me. Some things is going on in you that you need to be delivered from. And so in the text, Jerusalem had fallen. And so in chapter 36, God said that his name and his children had been mocked and put to shame. Did you not know that a lot of people are mocking the church? That some folks said they're not coming back to church because they don't believe in church people. They don't believe in the church. And there's ain't nothing but hypocrites in the church and a whole lot going on in the church. But those same people go on their job. Those same folks go to the club. The same people. I wish I had some help here. You talking about what's going on with us. To me, the church is still the best thing smoking because all of us trying to be saved and get to heaven. You can't talk about me and I can't talk about you. All of us got some dirty laundry. All of us were black sheep that was dipped in red blood that was made whiter than snow that if it hadn't been for God who reached way down like pastor said, oh, I was listening to you, pastor, who reached way down in the muck and the mire to deliver us where in the world could we be am I talking good and so they were they were being put to shame but God says I'm gonna show the devil something he says I'm gonna make you more prosperous than you were before how many of you looking for God to do something greater in verse 22 he said give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord he says I will give you a new heart and I will bring you back but not because of you he said, I'm going to do this because of me, sugar. He said, because if I don't do it for me, you're going to want the glory. 
He said, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to bless you so people can look at you and say, what a mighty God they serve. Talk to me up in here. God's going to bless you so good, they're going to think you're selling weed. <laughs> Somebody say, I got it like that. Now, don't you go sell none. Don't you sell not one bag. Don't you sell. <laughs> and so Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of the valley. But the valley was full of bones. And so the text indicate that at some point Ezekiel was high, but God brought him down low. And so the valley uh, is an elongated depression of the earth's surface between the hills and the mountain. Some of you are in between blessings. You're not where you've been, and you're not where you're going. I wish I had somebody understand this. Please be clear that battles are fought in the valley. That's where David and Goliath got into the battle and David whipped him in the valley. Many times it seems nothing is happening while you're in the valley. But I need to talk to somebody. Oh, we Baptists. I'm from the Baptist persuasion. That's what they meant by saying he's the lily in the valley. That when ain't nothing seemed to be happening, man of God, you know where I'm going with this, that God will show up in your valley experiences. Somebody talk to me. And so the Spirit of the Lord took Ezekiel out. Uh, we need a spiritual takeover. We need God to take us out. Take us out of our flesh. Take us out of our worldly ways. Am I talking good? And start to walk in the Spirit. That's what we need to do. And so we need the Holy Ghost to move back in our churches. Talk to me, not just on Sunday, but you need the Holy Ghost to work in you all week long. That when you, some, you feel like cussing somebody out, the Holy Ghost will convict you and say, we ain't going to do it like that. The, the devil will say, don't speak to him. But when you got the Holy Ghost, you'll speak to him and don't even wait for a response. Somebody say something to me up in here. And so we need God to do it again. And so the Bible says God took Ezekiel out into the valley. And like a private detector scoping over the scenes, Ezekiel said, said that he led him back and forth to show him what was going on in the valley. Understand the valley was full of death. And be honest with you, I'm not sure if I could have done what Ezekiel did to be walking to and fro, but I understand it was in the spirit, but God was taking him back and forth among a bunch of dead people. Now, I don't know about y'all, but sugar, I'm scared of dead folks. And so in order for them to be going back and forth, that means that Ezekiel had to have been in the spirit. And so the Lord let the prophet about to inspect what was going on. Dead bodies had been eaten by animals and birds. It felt hopeless and decayed. You could feel it and sense it in the atmosphere. It was devastating. And so many times we look at our situation and it feels like it is dead. But I come to tell somebody that all you got to do is keep praising him. Something good is getting ready to happen. And so we read uh, a real test of faith is when everything around you seems to be dead but the devil is a liar god said i'm getting ready to do a new thing all you got to do is keep giving me the praise and so he asked ezekiel he said son of man can these bones live 
And so Ezekiel's reply was, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Ezekiel is referred to as the son of man because of his humanness. And many times, although we know the word, we come to Bible study, and even those of us that preach, we know the word. But there are times when we really struggle with our humanity and we struggle with our faith. Am I talking good? Don't believe these folks who always tell me, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, God spoke. God ain't talking to nobody all the time. There are times when you wish God would say something, and he ain't saying nothing to nobody. Somebody say something to me up in here. There's times when you're using your faith, and it feels like nothing won't occur. But I want to tell you to keep believing God. And so Ezekiel said, Lord, I don't know how this is going to turn out. All I know is that you're the sovereign Lord. And so when God asks the question, it's not that he's looking for information. It's just that he wants to promise your faith and calls you to keep stretching, calls you to keep believing. He wants to want you to affirm your faith and your trust in him. And so here we are in chapter 37. The Bible says, then he said unto him, prophesy. He said, begin to talk to the bones. Now this, a person who would talk to something dead, it seemed like something is wrong with him. So God took him to see it. And then God said to say it. Before you see it, You've got to say it. Y'all moving on the slow bus. I said before you see it, you've got to say it. You don't see it first and then you say it. No, no. You got to say it first and put it in the atmosphere. You got to go to let the devil know I am healed. You got to start telling him I am blessed. You got to start telling him I am delivered. You got to start telling my children are saved. My marriage is restored. Am I talking good here? I want you to know when I was in room 325, laying on my back with double pneumonia and COVID-19, on my way to the hospital, man of God, the young man uh, in the ambulance, when he picked me up, he told me, he said something uh, that caused me to use my faith because the streets were dead. Nobody could get out of their homes. Uh, they wouldn't even come in and get me. I had to drag out into my garage as sick as I was and short of breath. I had to drag out and meet them in the garage because they wouldn't come in my house. And so I was able to fall on the gurney. And so as we were going, the young man on the uh, ambulance looked at me and he said, I hope you make it out. But this is what he said behind it, man of God. He said, but I don't think so. Oh, my God. He said, I don't think you're going to make it out. And, 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 and I was sick as a dog. My lungs were closing in on me. Double pneumonia. COVID racking over my body. I had a fever over 104. I was vomiting everywhere. Uh, everything was coming out of every which way. Shaking like a leaf on a tree. Body was aching. Couldn't have walked. Headache was, uh, was going crazy. Head was pounding. Couldn't hardly see. Y'all ought to get happy with me and, and and I got down there and when he said that I looked at him barely above a whisper I said oh yes I will I will live I wish I had somebody to talk to me and despite what I felt I want you to know that I began to prophesy and I come to tell somebody I don't care what you in right now that you got to learn to speak it 
even before you see it. Somebody shout glory in here. And so when I got on the, in the hospital, uh, they drugged me in the hospital on room 325. The entire unit was dark. There was masks everywhere. You couldn't see nothing but eyeballs through all of these hazmat suits. And so they put me in the room. They had taken all the vents out of the room, left me in the room for six and seven and eight hours at one time. And I was laying in there, couldn't even get up to get a drink of water. And I want you to know that in that room, 325, I had to learn to prophesy. God, I'm preaching good here. And I want you to know that Resurrection weekend, I was losing, seemed like everything was going down. And so in that room uh, on April the 11th, 2020, I'll never forget it. Uh, and so that morning I woke up, I was sicker than I had already been. And I felt myself spiraling down, man of God. And my husband was on the phone and I was able to whisper because your family couldn't come in. I says, I'm really sick. And he began to pray in the spirit. I need you to know that's why prayer is important. You better have some prayers stored up because there will be times when you can't pray and nobody can get in. You ain't going to be able to find the pastor. You're not going to find the deacons. You're going to have to learn to trust God for yourself. Somebody shout, yes. And I want you to know that I began to lay on that bed. And I don't know what happened, but I began to spire it out. And when I came back to, there was 15 and 20 doctors standing over my bed. And they began, they brought me back. And I don't know what all happened, but my room was tore up like a tornado, which said to me that I was minutes away from death. My blood pressure went to 40 over 10. But when this is what got me. Uh, when I came to, they said they were going to give me 48 hours. Uh, they were going to put me on the ventilator. Y'all don't hear me. Somebody is in the middle of something that you need to prophesy. And I want you to know that laying on that bed, I couldn't open my mouth. But I laid my Bible on my chest. And I said, begin to whisper and say, Lord, I'm standing on your word. That's all I got. I said, I will live. And I will not die. Somebody shout yes. And I began to stand on Psalms 107 and 20. The Bible says, he said, and he healed me from all of my diseases. And I come to tell somebody in this room that God is able to heal you from all of your diseases. Somebody shout, yes, I'm almost out of time. But he said, begin to prophesy. And the Bible says that God said, I will put the news on your body. Flesh came upon him. Ezekiel began to prophesy. The bones began to come together. The foot began to connect to the ankle. The ankle to the calf. The calf to the knee. The knee to the thigh. The thigh to the hip. The hip to the spine. The spine to the neck. The neck to the, the head. Shout yes. But what good is a body? If you don't have the spirit, I came to tell you that God is putting the body back together, but not just that. He's gonna fill us again with his spirit. Shout yes, he's gonna give you a double portion of his spirit. I wish I had a believe in him. The Bible says 
the Bible says, the Bible says, you better help me over there, cause look like they ain't getting with this. I need to tell you that God is getting ready to do a new thing in you. He's getting ready to do a new thing in your family. Shout yes, look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. He's getting ready to do a new thing. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Our best days are ahead of us. He's going to touch you from the top of your head. Help me, deacons, to the sole of your feet. Shout yes. I don't know who you came with. But if you came with somebody, shake their hands like you're gonna shake it off and say, Neighbor, did you hear what I said? God is getting ready to bless you like you never seen before. He's gonna heal your body, He's gonna touch your mind. You ain't gonna go crazy, He's gonna heal you. Shout yes, I rebuke depression. I rebuke anxiety. Shout yes, I'm getting ready to get out of here. But the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says that when he began to prophesy, the bones stood up. I came to tell you that it's time for you to stand up. Stand up and give him glory. Stand up and give him praise. If the dead things can give God praise, then you ought to praise him. If they can praise him in the valley, then you ought to praise him in this building. Shout yes. Praise him until hell apologize. Praise him until your children come home. Praise him until your marriage be healed. Shout yes. I don't know what you came here with, but I dare you to take 30 seconds and give him your best praise. Shout yes. Praise him like he's worked it out. Praise him like he's turned it around. Shout yes. God is a miracle worker. Your God. And my God is a deliverer. Shout yes. If you're watching me online, I come to tell you that God is moving in your house. I dare you to jump up off your sofa and start walking in your house telling him thank you. It's already worked out. If you're in the valley, praise him in the valley. Bless him in the valley. Bless him until he do it. Bless him until heaven get happy. Shout yes. And the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Shout yes. Mothers ought to praise him. Deacons ought to praise him. Preachers ought to praise him. Pastors ought to praise him. Husband and wife praise him. Children ought to praise him. When praises go up, blessings come down. When praises go up, 
miracles come now. Shout yes. Why are you praising him? God is working it out. Why are you praising him? He's healing your body. Why are you praising him? Your children are coming home. Why are you praising him? He's blessing your business. Why are you praising him? He's moving on the job. Shout yes. I wish I had some praises. I wish I had some praises. I wish I had some praises. Praise him, mother. Praise him. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. Praise him. You ain't got time to be cute. I don't care if you're looking at me. I'll dance on your pocketbook. I'll dance until he changed me. Shout yes. I need a miracle. And I'm going to praise him like it's already done for every tear you shed. He's already working it out. Every tear you shed, he's giving you laughter. Shout yes. I wish I had a believer. Hey, Shama. Y'all know what I'm say. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish I could dance like I feel it in here. Woo! My God. My God. My God. My God. Do not like a praiser. While you're praising God, he's working on your behalf. While you're praising God, he's moving in your dead thing. I wish I had some believer. God has not forgotten us. You've been listening to the Mount On The Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Millen Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.